Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new, no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. Hey, guess what? No more catfish! On Motto, who you see is who you meet. Every profile is reviewed and verified by a real human. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gay and queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Survivor has introduced another big twist that has shaken up the future of the game. Is it fair? Do we like it? Is Jeff just throwing everything against the wall to see what sticks? It's time to talk all things Survivor 44 The Birdcage, or how to make two duos cry for ratings. And joining me to talk it all through is someone who probably would still not vote the way I tell them to, Miss Felicia. How are you? Hey, 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 hey. I'm back. I'm great. And you are correct. I ain't voting on Nobody Tells Me. Only how I want. I mean, like, not to bury the lead here, but, like, could Lauren have said no? No, well, right? No, she, she definitely could, she couldn't have said no. Well, she she had some options, but no. I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk we'll about talk it. We'll talk about it. All right. We're, what, six, seven, 12, 35 episodes in? This, no, seven episodes. This is episode seven. What are we thinking about the season so far? I started off liking it more than I'm liking it now, to be honest. I don't know. It's okay. okay. It's all right. Um, See, I, I, I like this. I think the cast is great. I think um, most of the twistings and turnings are great. It's just unfortunate um, how they're playing out based on numbers. And we'll get to why yeah. I think there's some issues. I haven't minded any of the twists so far this season, including any tonight. So, mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, Let's let's go through this. Um, it's night 13. The Merge tribe is together. Jam Jam got votes, but he loves them all. He's saying this because no one is saying anything to him, and it's going to be awkward anyway. Jam Jam almost didn't make it. He saw his name for the first time. He did not like that. He is now an option for the future. So he's going to do his best Jam Jam thing and charm people. He is all about making friends. He's super can, charming. He's can so you funny. charm people the way Jam Jam charms people? Oh, no, I'm not that charming. I'm actually Neither kind of am an I. asshole. Oh, so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> you said it, not me. It's true. At least I'm self-aware. That's, that's, that's part of the game. Now, as per Survivor tradition, uh, it's the next morning, and it's time to talk about Merge Tribe names. Carson suggests a Fijian word. So Jam Jam says, well, Jam Jam means survivor in Fijian. Hilarious if it were true. <laughs> Hilarious, even though it's not. <laughs> We will learn that the number four in Fijian is Va. So they will be Va Va because 44, 44. and everyone loves it. Va Va Voom. Um, va, va, boom. Whether he's being an observant 
observer or just because he is um, seeing it as fact, will say that they have to talk to Matt and whoever else is not there before settling on a name. So where is Matt? I'll give you one guess with Franny. Um, welcome to the Matt and Franny show. They will be the focus of this episode. And yeah, what a fond farewell exit for this kid. But we'll get to it. Yeah, they're so annoying to me. So Matt and Franny will be like, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. The shit that new lovers do, or at least that's what I've been told new lovers do. No one wants to love up on me, so I don't know what new love feels like. Uh, same. Matt is feeling really confident and comfortable for the next phase of the game. Uh, don't ever say that on Survivor. Jeff is literally listening. Yeah, you're literally, that's one-way ticket to the jury. Matt reminds us that when he went on the journey, he lost two votes, and now he has back, and after all this time, he can finally play Survivor, which is funny because, well, <laughs> you're just a silly goose. You're not going to play Survivor. Did he never? Oh, no, this was his first time voting, this right? This is his first time yeah, voting. Okay. Wow, yeah. He feels like he can soar now with his great relationships, and by great relationships, he means Franny, who he could not do anything in this game without. Codependency in relationships. Is that a good thing? Definitely not, and especially not in the game of Survivor, because you're going to have to cut each other at some point, and that's just going to make mean, it even harder. You mean at some point you got to let loose? I yeah. say let loose. Let loose. I say let loose. <laughs> Matt still believes he has an idol. Let's see how long that lasts. Let's get right to it. Back at camp, Brandon wants to get into the nitty gritty about the idol situation at the merge. Brandon will discuss with Matt, Jam Jam, and Kane about the birdcage idol and how there was a real one and a fake one. Um, the one he had looked like beads. And this clues Matt into the realization that <laughs> I got the fake one? What? Sam. He now has to think who has the real one. And he deduces that when Danny tells him to reach into the base of the trees, that's when he found the key. He thinks Danny was acting funky, which he didn't realize at the time. He has been set up like a chump by Danny Bronx. When do we start calling him Danny Bronx? I don't know. I don't really want that to stick. No, not at all. Do you like it now? No. What's What's your opinion on survivor hiding fake idols? Like the game hiding fake idols well, cause, or the cause players they're kind hiding? Of, I mean, in this case, like, yeah, like they were given a fake idol, right? That's fine. That's, that, that's, that's a cool twist but, and turn. Because so Australian Survivor this past season did it kind of similar where it was so dumb. It, it wasn't, they like had, a, it was a clue to where the hidden immunity idol is but the clue was like a circle with an emerald stone in it which like completely looked like it, it would have been an idol but the way it was a clue was because there's a circle with us like emerald stone like in the wilderness and the the actual idol is hidden like around there but i thought that was so dumb because that wasn't a clue like if you saw that without having the physical clue, you would have known that an idol was there. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest because I have no one else to talk Australian Survivor to. But I I don't think that was a good way of doing it. This one is fine, I think, though. Yeah, it's fine. Now, Matt will tell them that he has the fake one and someone has the real one. He will throw out Danny's name. Was that the smart thing to do or was he just upset that he got duped? Definitely upset. That he got duped. But I mean, also at, the smart thing to do. Well, at this point yeah. in time, he seemed to have been aligned with Danny and no one else on that shelter True. was. So. True. Matt has underestimated Danny, but he's clearly making big moves. Speaking of Danny, 
He has a chat with Carson and Heidi about what the scariest thing that's happening in the game is. And that person is the person with two votes. And that is Lauren. Interesting to just throw her name out there. But okay, Danny Bronx, you do you, boo. Yeah, not interesting. That's how you do it. Got to put the names out. But it was got to get the talking. Why? There was no reason to start talking about her yet. At the moment, at least. I don't know. He's setting something up. Yeah. He wants to flush out the two votes and spoke to most of the tribe to get Lauren out. As the smaller they get, the likelier their chance their name will be on that second vote. Danny's having a fun time being a devious little snake running around and causing mischief like Dennis the Menace. What's funny is snakes can't run. They don't have no legs. So you're also a silly goose, Danny. Danny Bronx. Danny Matt will try to take the power grab with Franny and Kane that while he's not opposed to a Lauren vote, he's down to make Danny think he's in charge of things. And if he's leading the charge, as Kane says, it could be a really good time to get rid of him. And at this point in the episode, I was like, yes, this is what I want. Yeah, I do think if it weren't for the twist, Danny would have definitely been the one to go home tonight. Carson is looped into a Danny blindside, and because Danny wouldn't want to play his idol if he thinks he's in charge of the plan. Here comes another week of uh, with another confusion confession um, by my um, future boyfriend, Carson, who says he's really in a good position where people want to f- uh, fuck him. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. People want to work with him. Um, sorry, Freudian slip. Really, really difficult to talk about Carson on the show. Yeah, you do have that trouble. He tells Danny and Lauren they are in the spot. He says that Danny and Lauren are in the spotlight and he has all the knowledge. He tells his three stooges that they are in a good spot as they are the ones who will decide the winner of the war between Soka and Ratu. It's perfect. Until we meet Jeff. Jeff has a way of throwing a wrench in plans. He fucking does. Let's get right to it. It's challenge time. Not even 10 minutes into this episode and we already have a challenge, which means there's got to be a lot drama the rest of this episode guess so we'll see for this new challenge they will stand on a narrow beam while balancing a ball at the end of a long pole at regular intervals they will move further down the beam making it more difficult to balance if they follow the ball drops they are out so there is a twist to this challenge and the second i heard that i was like why right after they merged and i remember that there were two medevacs the numbers shrunk too fast um, I do think this was going to happen later, but um, here's where we're at. So we have to yeah. play along. This isn't a twist I like mind too much, honestly. I, I don't mind it if it happens like three weeks after the merge twist. Yeah, it is kind of annoying that they haven't like all voted Correct. as a merge. Yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> so they're going to be divided into two teams of five. The player who lasts the longest on each team earns individual immunity. The new immunity necklace. I'm going to say it pretty incredible. Incredible. I would like it. It is a nice. I necklace. will take it. True, true. Um, the second twist of this challenge, the player who lasts the longest out of everybody earns immunity for their team. That means more people are now safe. They will go to tribal, but they will then watch tribal from the jury box and not be able to vote safety without power. Um, oh, and they're also playing for peanut butter and jelly. And the way that Carson was jumping up and down for joy. And chips. Confirmed. And chips. And iced tea. But it's really the PB&J. Fair. I hate peanut butter, so. Why? I, Did you have a traumatic experience? No, I just don't like it. Doesn't okay. taste good. Let's discuss I like the almond twist. butter. Of course you do. Um, let's discuss the twist. Do you think two weeks in a row not having a normal tribal where either the full cast available to vote for or the full cast can vote is fair. 
Um, though the non-merge is not really a twist anymore, do you think it's fair that two non-regular survival tribals can affect the overall outcome of the game? Are the twists becoming too heavy-handed? When is it time to go back to basics? Life's not fair. Um, no, I mean, the seasons are short. Like, it's a short time period they have. So the, like, time that's, like, in between when, like, twists can be happening is far and few. So, um, no, I mean... I think it's fair enough. If you if you want to be safe, win the challenge, and then you're safe. Oh, those them be fighting words. Okay, okay, okay. You know, you know. I I just like again. I know why we did this at this moment. I just it just felt weird again. It feels yeah, like we're I mean, just doing too much at once. I agree, but also it is what it is. I don't really think it affects. That's why we shouldn't do a twenty-six day game. We go back to thirty-nine. Yeah, I'm excited about the prospects of longer episodes because apparently they're looking at ninety-minute episodes going forward mm-hmm. after this season. But honestly, I don't really want it unless we're back to longer season. I like agree. Here's it how is. the team you shake can, out. You can sense the difference. You can feel the difference. Absolutely. You can, here's how the team shake out. On orange, we have Heidi, Kane, Danny, Franny, and Carolyn. On purple, Lauren, Jam, Jam, Jamie, Matt, and Brandon leaving the twink in the middle. And no, the twist is not that he gets to snuggle with me. No, no. He gets to pick a team and pick who will last longest. He will pick orange. If orange wins, he wins. If they lose, he loses with them. Oh, and he does not have to play. Is it better to pick the gray rock in this situation? I would love to not have to show my cards in Absolutely. the first individual uh, challenge. Um, no, yeah, I think he was in the, a great position because he gets like, to sit out. <laughs> no one can blame him for it. You you know the question uh, that has, I'm about to ask. Like, I would be good at this challenge. How would you do in this challenge? I'd be pretty decent at this challenge. I mean, obviously, it's the kind of thing where, like, anything, a gust of wind can, like, throw it off for you mm-hmm. but um my balance is pretty good I, i'm a dancer so a dancer who dances yep <laughs> so when are you gonna do music in the mirror oh i've been wanting to for so long black widow once did it at um stonewall on that tiny ass stage and i was so impressed because she like literally hit every beat and filled the the whole space on that tiny stage. So now I'm like, I can't do it after that. <laughs> but it is on my list of things I want to do in drag. All right, there it is. The battle's on. Uh, no, please note that there is a bit of a lip on the pole for the ball. Um, this did allow the challenge to last longer because I guarantee you, if there was if that was just a flat piece of service, the game would have been over in three minutes. Definitely. We'll have Carolyn and Lauren drop first. They are down to four on each team. It's time to move to the next section of the beam. They will have 15 seconds to transition, but this time, if the ball or they drop, they will be out. There is no um, getting back on. Everyone makes it, but seconds later, Kane is out. Three on orange, four on purple. Heidi will drop, making Carson's shot less likely. We will pan over to him, and he just looked like a lost puppy dog. Yeah. And it gets worse for him as Danny is out. Franny now has one of the individual immunity. It's Franny versus the purple team. No pressure. I wonder what happens next. Well, out of nowhere, Jamie drops one down for for Franny. Jam, Jam, Matt, and Brandon are left for purple as Franny's still there for orange. It's now the last transition. Matt will drop before he can make it. Jam, Jam will drop. We love Brandon winning immunity as it's Brandon versus Franny. 
What would you do in this situation, knowing the mechanics of the twist and not the later on part? If you are Franny, do you drop, give yourself and Matt immunity and sacrifice Carson, Carol, and Danny or Heidi? Or do you fight it out and think that Matt will be safe with Lauren, Jam, Jam, and Jamie as the options to go home? People keep saying, or from what I'm seeing, that Franny made the wrong move and she should have given up. She should have dropped and let the other team be safe. I disagree completely. I think Matt going home right now was the best in her interest, honestly. They were becoming too much of a target, the two of them. They were becoming a power couple, and everyone saw that. Um, If they stayed longer, she was going to have to get rid of him at some point. And with this, um, she got him out. Her hands are clean. She has a surefire vote at the end, and now she is not a target anymore to the rest of the people because she's not in a partnership. So I think it was perfect for her. Yeah. All right. There, she she should have she should have fought to the end because then you have people mad at you that you like could have won but you didn't, and then people are side eye and it's like, did she throw it so that Matt could be safe? And then they have even more of a target. No, but like forward. again, the argument is if you are green team strong, you have the numbers to get out Carson or Carolyn. Um, and then you still have the numbers and you're still able to get out raw to later when you need it i hear what you're saying i that's a good point that's a good point um but i do think if she did throw it it would not have been the end of the world yet she still had a lot more breathing room to have matt leave yeah that's true but she would have had to have been more instrumental in him leaving later on in the game after moments like in this she didn't even have the chance to vote for him mm-hmm. so, after yeah. moments of recovery and balls on the move it is franny who wins and also when heidi says to franny enjoy it this is your moment all i heard come out of her mouth was jasmine kennedy screaming um have your, have moment. your moment come on crossover <laughs> so <laughs> here's who is safe brandon franny carolyn carson heidi danny and kane that means matt jamie lauren or jam jam will go home spicy now, Jeff will tell Franny that she won group immunity, and that has never happened before. I guess, like, individual winning for a group, because, I mean, like, group immunity was literally won last week, but... Um, I was confused about that, because I feel like <laughs> this has happened before. But, okay, I'll, now, t- I'll take his word for it. Franny will cry through her necklacing, because she has never expected it to happen, but I think in her, her mind, she's like, oh, fuck, my man is not safe. Yeah. So y'all want more twist? <laughs> twist inside a twist. Jeff will say the winning team uh, will head back to camp. The losers will go back to old Soka beach and they will not see their other friends before tribal. Let's discuss this part. Why split them up? For extra drama. Cause they knew he didn't have his bag on him. So there, there are many different options for that answer maddie matt 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 didn't anticipate that they would not be going back to their beach so he did not bring his bag he has no idol or his shot in the dark um but he is proud of franny <laughs> oh wait wait no no, no. Sorry, sorry 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 they they did that because they have that other twist um oh i know and it would have been less dramatic if they knew what was going on with the other team exactly sorry. um that's the answer <laughs> We're going to stick and start with the losers back at the Soka Beach. We're going to stay with them for the beginning. Brandon tried to compete and win because he wanted food, but he says this worked out well for him as he has immunity and there was only five of them there. 
He has Lauren and Jamie who are raw too strong. He has Jam Jam as no, he says Jam Jam has no one else and Matt is separated from Soka. Matt will address the campus. He wants to talk with everyone. He is feeling vulnerable. So he will be like, if you have a crazy idea to like, I don't know, get out Lauren, let me know. And Brandon's like, ah, straight up, no fool. That didn't happen. He said, I'm not going to do that, but cool. <laughs> Matt cannot flip one of the Ratu. Game plan number two is to self-preserve. Brandon will tell Matt that he sees the value of working with him while also being sketched out by Jam Jam, who he just voted for. He worries that will come full circle. And you know what? I am so convinced it will. I know it will. Matt wants to keep Jam Jam, but he'd rather have it be Jam Jam over him. So what's Jam Jam up to? He will tell Lauren that he heard that Danny wants her out because of her extra vote. He will sprinkle in that he doesn't know if Danny and Matt are working together about Matt's intelligence. So now Lauren wants Matt out. Okay, I'm here. And guess what? Lauren's finally talking on Survivor. Who would have guessed that she'd get a chance? Yeah, she has not had much screen time. She is weary of Danny. She thinks getting rid of Matt, Soka numbers go down, their alliance crumbles, and they get rid of Franny and Matt. She thinks they are a dynamic duo that cannot go any further. Mm -hmm. Lauren will tell Jam Jam that Matt does not have his back, so he has nothing. She thinks this will be easier to get her allies to flip. Jam Jam thinks that's great that he's not hearing his name, but they could be telling him lies. He's been in danger the whole game and wants some power. Now Matt is back chatting with Brandon and Jamie, whereas like not um, is like not always in the person who is the best survivor does the best at winning. And I was like, what are you talking about, Matt? I don't know what what is happening. <laughs> Brandon will disagree with whatever statement Matt tries to come out of his mouth and says that you can get screwed but there's also a way out of every situation if you can survive through that then you're on then you're a survivor you're gonna make it i will survive unless you're surviving well well yeah um this is as close to death matt has been and he misses franny okay hold up listen i i can't speak to this now I know that if they put a twink out there who fell madly in love with me too, game over for me. I get it. You're devoted. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fully aware. Like this is my chance for love. And I'd rather be like the bachelor here, but, but, but Matt here, he's going full in on this Franny thing. So we're going to get a eulogy ready. We're going to have a montage of cutesy moments between the nerds as he says that he hates being apart as she is his rock. He trusts her and that's important. He feels alone and unsupported and will throw it out into the universe that maybe Franny will bring his bag. Franny, bring my bag. I bet she won't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see a match. Nice try though. Fiji, Fiji yeah, and to see how very, close they Very are. true. I've heard rumors that like there have been people who went a little too far and like snuck up like walked over. Yeah, yeah. I think Um, that happened more like old olden days before. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, go to different places again, please. Yeah, that needs to be a thing. Where would you want to go back to? Pick a place. Um, like the Amazon would be cool. Okay, I want to go back to Australia. Or Africa? Did they ever go to Africa? Yeah, Sweetheart. yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice. That would be good. Um, or Australia, the Outback would be great. Did they go to Africa? Survivor Africa and Survivor Gabon. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. All right. Um, Matt tells Jam Jam that he doesn't have his bag and his shot in the dark is in there. Jam Jam puts it bluntly. Dude, you're a mess. Um, 
they determine that they would vote for each other. But Jam Jam says that if they split their vote and they do not vote the way they say, it's two against two. Jam Jam is a genius in a moment. He thinks it's a bomb-ass risky move, but he came there to play hard. Matt wants to blindside Lauren. Now, meanwhile, they are talking. Brandon's clued in that something is amiss as he sits with Lauren and Jamie because those two have been gone for way too long. Is that something you have to consider when you're playing this game is what other people are perceiving at every fucking moment? <laughs> That's literally the whole game. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. How long were these two away for, for, for Brandon to feel like it was too long? Is it a minute? Is it 20 minutes? Is it an hour? What, what would clue you in that they're ruining something up? Um, like more than like a minute away, but also like, you just have to assume they're going to at least talk. All right. So like, if they're the only, say- if they're the two clear ones who aren't on the three and the two that are going to go home, like they're clearly going to talk. So you should be aware of it. The second so they, they, they say that better. it's either jam jam or map. Jamie knows that Jam Jam has less of an army, so that's less damage control she would have to do. She knows he is fantastically social. If they send Matt home, it puts a ripple in Soka, but she claims she doesn't know if he has a shot in the dark or idle. Girl, he doesn't have his bag. Where do you think it is? In his ball sack? I mean, he could be hiding it, but yeah. What you packing? What you packing? She will say to Brandon and Lauren that Matt is showing the fake thing to everybody. Does he really have it? And he's just saying he only has the fake one. Lauren wants to split the vote just in case. And she thinks God was working with her because either way, she's not going home. And it's like, oh my God, is Lauren going home? This is cool. Meanwhile, when Brandon says, unless there is something they don't know about, this still determines that what the vote is. Little does he know what's happening over with our winners. Shall we journey to the land of PB and J? Let's do it. All right, let's talk about our Vava Voomers, our winners. Each kid has their own little lunch bag. How cute was that? Adorable. I really, really wish we would go back to the old school game and put like a hidden immunity idol in one of those bags. Well, I was thinking that. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been fair if they were like each given whatever. Yes, I agree. They could take their bags. I was expecting, yes, yeah, I agree. I was expecting that to happen. I said it last week. I want to go back to the time when you have to eat all the fucking pasta to find the clue at the bottom of the plate. Well, that's how that's how the clue to the hidden immunity idol in Australia See, was hidden. It's it was fun that in a way. cookie jar. Yeah. All right. Carolyn will tell Franny that she was in awe of her the whole time. All hail Franny. Do you think, okay, this is a really important question, Miss Felicia. I need your opinion here. Are you ready? I got you. Do you think that iced tea was sweet tea or unsweetened? Hopefully sweet. I am team unsweetened every day. Do not at me, people. Oh, my God. Unsweetened iced tea is my, like, joy. I like the Arizona sweet tea. I mix my creatine with that. Ew. (laughs) But you're like a, like a, a bike bro, so I get it. It's fine. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now, as they're eating, Danny spots a note that says, after you finish eating, open together. How do you not sit there and not want to scoff down your food immediately just to get to that note? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta show some chill when, <laughs> when things like that are around. <laughs> the safe team determines, with the five people voting, it would be Jam Jam or Matt. Franny is worried that they will not be able to talk and have to sit there like jury members. 
And Franny thinks she put her best friend on the chopping block to go home. Notice she said best friend and not boyfriend. And not boyfriend. We'll get to it though. <laughs> she would rather put herself on the chopping block and have the power to at least write a name down. She's going to watch Matt fight for his life. Do you think this was coded for, I think he's a bubbling idiot. He's not going to be able to save his ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, Danny is just bad at social cues in this situation. Once again, um, or at least when it comes to Carolyn, he will speak for the group and say, they all want Matt to stay and ask Carolyn if she and Jam Jam are super tight. And she's like, yeah, she knows that Jam Jam will fight. What is it with Danny and Carolyn? Why is he so dismissive of her? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. I mean, she's like crazy, but so maybe he doesn't see, but. She does not want Jam Jam. She does not want Jam Jam to go home, but she says it comes down to who is more connected, and it's not him. She has no control over it, and she will start to cry. And this duo may be my favorite duo in Survivor history at this moment. Carolyn and Jam Jam. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. They're fun crew. Carson is intrigued by what is on the note, and Danny's like, maybe there's something in there that can help Matt. I do want to talk about the social game of Danny. It's really just getting worse and worse. And I think production is just not showing how bad it is. He is speaking like they are already a step ahead. He has written off Jam Jam. He is not even there to find support of him. He is just so messy. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him at first, but he's imploding his game. I think. It's time to open the note. Franny reads it and says, there is a new advantage locked in the cage. There are keys scattered in the jungle. One of them opens the cage. Each time you find a key, you must race to the cage and try it. If it doesn't work, then you go search for another. First person over the cage gets the advantage inside. Go. And without any hesitation, they go. Follow along with me, Miss Felicia. This moment reminded me of my favorite movie of all time, Rat Race. When they're all in the room learning about the race for money and John Cleese tells them to go and they're like, so when you mean go, and he's like, begin, commence, and no one moves. So he has to fire a pistol in the air and they all run around. This, you just remind me of it. And you're listening I to me. I haven't seen the movie. So. You've not seen Rat Race. And listeners, this is the moment where I say, Miss Felicia, you're fired. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we're going to have to do a podcast where I'm going to make you watch it. Let's do it. But. This twist, I'm going to say it. I think it's kind of cool. I I liked it. It was fun. We're not going to talk about the contents quite yet, but why are we attaching this to 69 of the twist within a single episode? They said, you wanted a twist? Here's 10. What did you think of this part of the twist? I liked it. It was fun. Um, It reminded me of on Edge of Extinction during season 40. Didn't they have a similar thing? Something similar. Um, I Something. just love that. Yeah, like, I like this kind of thing. I love that the challenge and art department got to attach keys to trees and leaves. And like, it's like kindergarten all over again. This was kind of fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, it um, definitely was. I think I enjoy this little mini game within a game. I don't want it every single episode, but if you do two or three of these a season, I think it does spruce up the game where it's not super heavy handed. Give me this totally. over, a, over a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jeffrey, if you are listening, more of this, please. Thank you. Kane says, This is like being in Dungeons and Dragons with magical items in play. First off, are you gonna go see that movie? No, I'm not. (laughs) 
Um, the race is on. Franny, no good. Carson, no good. Heidi, no good. The race continues. And we're still getting Car- Kane to narrate this segment and tell us. I thought Kane was going to win it. I thought well, he was just going to get a it. Massive peanut butter sandwich down, comparing himself to a sloppy Sasquatch. He's got this feeling where his gut is shaking. And I was like, oh my God, I feel seen. Um, but why is it Kane narrating? Is it because he has literally nothing else to do in this episode? I guess so. Um, Carolyn. As no a red good. herring, maybe. Literally. Heidi, no good. Kane, no good. Danny, no good. How many keys were out there? A lot, it seems. Here's my other question. Every time we saw a key drop into a bowl, is it possible that was the editors showing the dream team dropping keys in and this was just to heighten the stakes? Um, yeah, it's possible. Uh, probably not, though. I, I want to know. know how many times they each went. I feel like it was only like twice. Maybe three True. times. True, yeah. Um, I want to know how long it took. Me too. Um, friends, tell us if you ever are able to talk to us on the podcast. Come on, let me know. I want to know. Carolyn, no good. Heidi gets it. Finally, Heidi has a moment this season. Yeah, Heidi. No happy for her. Franny's face when she has to hug her. Was she was gold. She looked so mad. <laughs> Heidi is excited to have an advantage, even though it's a very out open advantage. She has found the control the vote advantage. The what? You ready to hear about this thing? Tell me about it. This allows her to control the vote of one player for tonight's tribal council. This advantage must be played when Jeff says it's time to vote. And I'm assuming the must means she has to use it no matter what. She will tell one player who she wants them to vote for, and they must cast their vote for that player. The advantage is only good for what for tonight. This is powerful. Um, what did you think of this advantage? And do you think there was a world in which Heidi didn't have to play it? Um, I think she had to play it. I liked the advantage. I've actually had this advantage in the past while playing orgs. Um, Oh, yeah. Um, Tell us how it played out for you. Well, I had a whole plan going. I wasn't going to use it. And then I found out somebody was coming for me. Um, When I found that out, I came for him and uh, made him vote for himself. Oops. (laughs) Um, And I, I ended up going home that episode. But I did try my darndest. And I got to use it. <laughs> so here's so what I want cool. to continue with. And could Heidi have said, Lauren, vote for yourself? I don't know. I was, I was thinking about that. Um, can you on Survivor vote for yourself? You can't. But that's what I'm saying. So probably, not, she probably was not voting not, for herself, but... technically. She was voting for who Heidi told her. So semantics. I want yeah. to know the truth. Yeah, no, exactly. And it kind of seems like the same as with asking about if she has to play both of her votes i think there weren't specific rules and if heidi had been like lauren you're playing two votes for this person and this person jeff would have been like yes you have to do that but since lauren asked honestly i'm sure there was there was a moment where they had to stop uh filming and say okay let's check the rule book um right yeah now this advantage is all about math and this will be the discussion moving forward Before she tells anyone, she's going to do her own math. She says that if Jam Jam and Matt vote for the same person, they will vote, have three votes. They can swing the vote to the way she wants it. And if she wants to, she can save Jam Jam and Matt. Which was so annoying that she literally knew the correct strategy to do and then didn't do it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I want to, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. 
Um, Heidi will start with Franny to tell her about her advantage. She will float the idea that she can save Jam Jam and Matt, and the only thing that Franny has on her mind is save Matt. Fatal flaw, my friend. Fatal flaw. She will tell Heidi to vote Jam Jam as the only person who would be upset is Carolyn, but she she thinks she'll understand. She does not know Carolyn well enough. Never. <laughs> what does assuming do? It makes an ass of you and me is that right <laughs> yes franny knows yes. that heidi is receptive and listens and takes ideas into account but she is a woman who will do what she wants and will do what's best now danny will throw out the name lauren and if the boys are smart if she gets jamie or brandon to be forced to write down lauren that means jam jam and matt should vote lauren and the person who wasn't forced to vote lauren should vote lauren or they might have to go to rocks should lauren play her extra vote and split it if she correctly votes now, when Heidi tells Carolyn, she's like, yes, she loves it. She worked. This is her way to help save Jam Jam. Now, with Kane, Heidi tells him that she loves Matt, but it makes her wonder if that makes him dangerous that everyone loves him. Kane agrees. Heidi says that Franny is her girl, but she is close to Matt. So that means she's not her number one. And possibly Jam Jam is a closer ally to her. And this is the point that I want to call back to when we get to the final result. All right. All right. Yes. I, I thought that was interesting too. And say that she doesn't know if she has the power to save Matt and Franny. Uh, Matt and Franny will go into a spiral that we've not seen from her all season long. Um, another reason why I think the result was the result. She says that she is confident that Brandon will vote for Matt. Heidi is not convinced. Brandy says that neither Lauren or Brandon are close to Jam Jam. So she thinks that's all the convincing Heidi needs. But Heidi says that there are four people that can potentially go home. Lauren has two votes, which makes it interesting. The safest may be to go for Jam Jam, but she has a sweet spot for him and could work with him. She would love to save Matt, but do they want someone who would say longer that everyone loves? It's a conundrum, but it's power and she likes power. But she wants to use it in a way that gains friends rather than enemies. Can't wait to see how this turns out. Mm-hmm. The winners are already seated in the jury box. And I hope the crew sanitized them for our first jury member next tribal because I bet their butts were stinky. They're dirty. Yeah, true. Stinky, stinky butts. Uh, The losers arrive and Matt is giving eyes to Franny and it's not, oh my God, I love you. Let's go fuck in the corner eyes. It's, do you have my bag? We'll get to it. Jeff alludes to the twist and how it affects them to which Jamie says that this is a great measurement of how deep your social game is because they could have three people that they're working with or zero people who are sitting over there that they're loyal to. Jeff will ask about the lessons learned about the expect the unexpected. And I was like, Julie Chen is about to sue your ass. That's her line. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Julie Chen saying the tribe is spoken and Jeff Probst not freaking the fuck out? Maybe it's a crossover. Listen, that's put, we've had some Big Brother players on this show. Give me the entire cast of Big Brother players. Woo, girl, that would be the show for me. Yeah, they, they should do a season that's a tribe of Survivor players, a tribe of Big Brother players, and a tribe of Amazing Race players. And then just Survivor like they had all of them on Amazing Race. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that's great. They should have done all three shows each had like a crossover that season. But, but I'm telling you, if you're going to do... Like, I don't work at Viacom, so I don't know. If you're going to do Survivor with like reality stars like that, I think you have to pick like bad Survivor players. So it is uh, slightly even. Fair, yeah, true. Like put Rain Daily on the tribe. I don't... Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the kind of player I want. Like give me big personalities. That'll be fun. 
Let's right, do it. So let's do it. Matt says it's all so unpredictable as he didn't bring his bag to the challenge. And Jeff asks why it's significant to which Mac is like, I have a bag of tricks. He will ask Jeff if he, if his bag was on the jury bench, if he could go grab it. Jeff will ask if someone brought his bag and Franny just shakes her head. Nope. I would have, if I, if that were my partner, my lover, my future um, husband or whatever, if they didn't bring my bag relationship over. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so well, she doesn't have, she have known, though. So um, instead, Matt will offer Jeff a papaya for these trying times, a gesture of peace. I hated for the, that. I for hated the second that. week in a row, said, a person in danger. Down. A person in danger will ask Jeff to not snuff any torches. They can all be friends at the beach. Meanwhile, Jam Jam is like, I should have brought a papaya. Do you like papayas? What good? What um. I've never had like an actual papaya. I've had like papaya juice, which tastes good, but I've never like eaten a papaya. I'm sure I'd be happy to have them on Survivor though. That's your challenge for the week. Try papaya. I'll do it. I'll let you know. Thanks. Matt breaks it down as his perception is there um, are three Ratus and they are the ones making the decision. It's really him or Jam Jam pleading the case. Jam Jam feels in trouble and has felt that way the past four tribal councils. He notes that some of the people were against him last tribal, so he lost all hope today. I lost all hope today. Meanwhile, car broke down. Carolyn is shitting bricks. Lauren will note that if the two of them play advantages, then it's one of the Ratus. As she's talking, the camera pans to the jury box where Heidi is smug as she peers back toward Carolyn, which I found very interesting. I don't get what Heidi did, but we'll We're see. Gonna, we'll we'll see. talk about it. Jamie we'll notes that it. her vote will impact the people sitting over there and how it can affect those relationships. So Jeff is ready to hear the pitches from Matt and Jam Jam. Matt will say to the group that they have created bonds. He worked closely with Brandon on the last vote. He says that he and Jamie were at Soka together, and he and Lauren went on the journey on day two, so he wants to trust in their bonds. He says if you're way wanting those qualities in an alliance member, he's sitting right there. Brandon says he's open to hearing something like that and will take it into consideration. He is the same way as he likes to stick to his alliance and keep his word and reminds everyone that he did, in fact, put a vote on Jam Jam last week. Jam Jam says that Matt convinced him and he wants to work with him, but his pitch, he came into the merge by himself and he's going to play with people who want to work with him. He will turn around, put his hand on Brandon's shoulder and says to the group that if they don't want to work with him tomorrow, let him go. But they have a bond now. He loves Matt, but he tells them that Jam Jam is good for the long game. If you keep Matt, the people over there are good for his long game. Immediately, Jamie says that this is a fair point because you have to consider someone who is vulnerable and someone that comes with numbers. Look at Jamie That's not true. being a silly goose this week. Yeah, she was pretty rational. She was good. Today. Yeah, yeah. Now. Jeff is ready to get some Emmy noms as he is ready to get the waterworks flowing. He asks Matt if this is it, what his journey has been about. Matt gets emotional and says he came into this game with a lot of things he wasn't sure he would be able to do. From a social anxiety perspective, there's a bunch of strangers and you don't know how they're going to perceive you and you don't know who to trust because the support system is gone. So you have to trust and believe in your game to get through that. All of those things scared him, but he's put all those things in the past. He says he has done that and he is very, very proud of himself. Jam Jam is told by Jeff that he deflects with humor and he says that he deflects with humor as a way to protect himself. 
He is doing this because he is a kid, as a kid in Puerto Rico, it would have been impossible for him to be there. Their people have been there to support him. He says that he and Carolyn fight a lot, but they've been supportive of each other. He doesn't know if he should have said that, um, as that is part of his problems. He just says everything. But he is so proud he was able to compete and dig and run and push. He has blisters to show for it. He can be a badass, even if he is a teddy bear. And that's freaking awesome. What did you think of these speeches? Yes. Um, Jam Very Jams big was nice. Yeah. Um, Matt was annoying me, this tribal council. I don't think he fought well for his life, but that's just me. I think when you come off a little too try hard, it just like puts the target on your back even more. I will say Jam Jam has inspired me to audition for Survivor. I've said for the longest time that Survivor is the show I love, but not the show for me to do. I'm ready to uh-huh. change that. I'm ready to be the gay that got off the couch. Jam Jam, I love that for being you. Um, so I'm going to be working on my audition tape. If anyone has any ideas, things that I should put in there that you think would be a catch. Um, I will be filming some things while I'm at DragCon to show me out in my wild, I mean, my wilderness. Um, do you know who might be going to DragCon? Who? Jam Jam. So I might. Aw, fun. We chat. That's great. Um, well, I'm very excited for you, Michael. I see you doing very well on the show. Um, if there are any producers out there listening, definitely cast him. He's great. Um, unlike Michael, I'm not inspired at all. Um, I love the show too, but the reason why I'm not applying is because Big Brother is right there and I can be inside a nice house. That's what I've said forever, game. but so, you know, I, that's what that's my plan. <laughs> I the reality is you have a much better shot than I would ever have getting on Big Brother. Um, I, it's just just how the show works out. But I'm kind of like a quirky addition to Survivor, where I don't look like I should be on Survivor, but I might be good or whatever. So I think I'd have a better shot getting on Survivor than I would ever on Big Brother. So we're gonna try I'll it. See it for you. I see it. Do it. Um, and you could say I'm going to play well. I don't know if I would. I will be honest. Who knows? Who knows? I'm, I'm not delusional. I know what I'm capable of physically. So that is going to be the thing that would be my detriment. But again, look at some of the great players who you didn't think would be physical threats and did well. So three fields. And it's not it's it. not all a physical game. Exactly. That's my social game, I, think I would be good. Um, I've said that I would play like Todd, but I think... I would also kind of play like Jam Jam. We'll see. We'll see. Cast me. Anyway. Jeff says that this is why this is one of the most exciting parts of being on Survivor is when you find people who want to see what they're capable of and what gives it stakes is someone gets voted out. And when he said they want to see people who want to see what they're capable of, I was like, this is why you should cast me because I want to find out. There you go. All right. Ready? Are are you ready for the moment? We're going to do it. It's Let's do it. Vote. It's time to vote. Heidi has something to say. She's such a badass in the moment. She re- will reveal that she had a scramble and surprise and tells the five losers that they'll talk about it. All the details later on. She won't read it word for word, but has found the control of the vote where she gets to select one of them and they must vote the way she tells them. Heidi will declare that she will control Lauren's vote and have her vote for Jam Jam? What? Okay, we're going to discuss this momentarily. Wait, 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 wait. First off, Lauren will ask, does that mean Heidi controls one vote or more than one vote? Jeff confirms it's only one vote. What if you were Heidi and no one knew you had a second vote yet? What would you do? Not this. My 
Well, I, the strategy I've worked out, you, you, you take Lauren's vote, make her vote for Jamie. Then Jam Jam and ba- Matt both know that they can get on board and both vote for Jamie. Then at the very least, it's a tie. If Lauren uses her extra vote, then it'll tie it between Jamie and whoever they did. Um, But if she doesn't, then they get the numbers and they can vote out Jamie. And so why Jamie? I think Lauren's the one that they would want out. Jamie at least to vote. No, because because Lauren has the two votes. So if if she doesn't use the vote then it's like good but if she does you can still tie it because if you vote if jane if you take jamie's vote and say vote for lauren then it could still be lauren just takes her extra vote and flips it to one of them i think okay okay i i I think i think the best option was taking lauren's vote and voting for jamie okay so let's go through this jeff returns with the votes by a vote of three to two matt has voted out this breaks down to two votes on Jam Jam being Lauren and Matt, three votes on Matt being Jam Jam, Jamie, and Jam Jam. Um, Jam Jam. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Jam Jam, Jam Jamie, and uh, Brandon. Right. Now, based on everything we have heard throughout yes. this episode, Heidi picking Jam Jam as a vote felt shocking. Now, it's either make her sense wanting Matt out, and this was her way to signal to go against her to control, defy her, and then save Jam Jam. This could have been a decoy because if it yeah, is, yeah, she maybe she knew that it wasn't gonna right like play out. So this was her way to say, vote, Don't vote the way I want it, and then you get the person who actually targeted out. The other yeah, option is that Heidi fucked herself big time and she now has lots of enemies, yeah. How does Heidi explain this to Carolyn and Jam Jam now that their bond is officially out in the open? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where she, where she's coming from. So that just makes it. I I do think. To, no, I do you know? think based on what we heard earlier, the turnaround to Carolyn. She was hoping that it was going to be the decoy for on Jam Jam that they would not vote for Jam Jam. They would get mad out. I think when she said Jam Jam might be a better ally to her than Matt and Franny because they are too tight, she wanted to break the two of them up, but she could not openly say vote for Matt. Yeah, that's that's very fair. That is I very think, fair. Logically speaking, that's the only scenario here because now she can say, well, I didn't, I didn't want Matt gone and she still has yeah, her Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm kind of waiting to hear Heidi's like thoughts on the situation before Which I like judge on how good she played that move. Cause in, in like the, in the thought of like, she's trying to keep Matt and jam jam. Like she did not do a, a good job with no, that. I don't think that but was, her if intention. she was, if she was trying to discreetly get rid of Matt, then yeah, I, I guess she I, did I, right maybe move. it's but maybe we'll it's we'll I'm a little biased and I'm like, Oh my God, I met you. You're a really cool lady. Um, I don't know if, I, I really do think she had an ulterior motive here. I think she spoke to Carolyn. I think this was part of the, their hope and plan was to make it a decoy. Um, sure. If not, uh, she's got a lot of explaining to do. A lot of explaining to do, yeah. All right, I got some burning questions. Are you ready? I got some burning answers, you know. What is Matt's legacy? Love. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love. He's a silly goose in love. Uh, did you read that they are still together? No, they're like they, together, together. They are, and they went for Ethiopian food. Damn. Wow. Great. Like on a date, or are they like official? No, no, no. They're together. They're 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 in a relationship. Wow. That's exciting, I guess. Yeah. They're the next Amber and Rob, maybe. Jeff, put a twink out there for me and we can fall in love and I will be the next Amber and Rob, please. All right. <laughs> Who's in danger, girl? I think Danny's in danger. Oh, he's he's fucked. Um, yeah, and that's that's mostly it. Uh I think Franny's in a lot better position now. Which I, I mentioned before, but well, I think, I she think is the reality position. again, going back to what we were just discussing, I think Heidi forced Franny's hand to come to her. Yeah, yeah, but I mean Heidi had—I mean not Heidi. Franny had other people. Did she though? Like Who? she has—I I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It seemed like Matt was kind of alone, but she had um good a good alliance. And that's the thing is that, that those original green, I don't know who really is aligned with who because everyone hates Danny. They hate um, Matt and Franny together. I don't know if they were really that strong. And so this, this is going to be really cool to find out what happens next. Um, Can't wait to see how this turns out. I could see Brandon being a target because at this point they're like, yeah, yeah. He's like man. strong, physical. Um, but here's what I'm hoping for. I just want Jamie to get fucked over with that fake idol so badly i really want her to play it and play herself out I idol, fuck her over. out um i don't know if it's going to happen now i don't see a scenario where that happens like immediately but who knows i'm going to ask you a tough question after seven episodes okay the winner of the season is um i've come to realize i hate this question for survivor because like the best player rarely ever wins like makes it to the end um, especially in the last few seasons, I think. Um, let's say Carson. I'm gonna go with Carson. Right. I, I'm still sticking with it. I think one of the um the Tika three is going to Caroline? win. Oh, um, or Jam Jam. I don't know. I think I think it's Jam Jam. All right. I, again, might be a I little biased. I can see it. I think it's Jam Jam simply because he's dodging everything people like him and he's a good number for you and the way this is playing out you have this ratu versus soka battle the three of them are those numbers and they're they're going to sneak to the yeah. end yeah yeah being in the minority at this point is not the worst thing like honestly and i think this is why i will continue to say jeffrey marie elizabeth probes no more three <laughs> tribe starts go back to two please it's it's getting a little draw kind of like you have a joint because at this point, we've hacked the game. You know that if you shrink to a small number, you're going to get to the end. You'll be fine. You may not win, yeah, but you're going to be fine. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram at Miss Felicia. That's at M-I-S-S-F-E-L-L-A-T-I-A. Um, I'm also on Venmo at T Grunin. That's T-G-R-U-N-I-N. That's also my boy Instagram. You can follow me there if you want to see my like spin content and some fashions that I make. Um, you can catch me in drag. The first Wednesday, the third Thursday of every month, I host Bingo at Sycamore in Brooklyn. So come through. It is a party every time. And I'm so happy to announce that I've been seam ripping a shirt while recording this podcast. And I finally got to the end, right at the end. So perfect timing. Thanks. Sounds like this is <laughs> yeah, a challenge and survivor. Sounds like it.
<laughs> well, thank you for being here. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for having me. See y'all.